this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations. In the mid-1950s, an African-American woman boarded a segregated bus in the South. As the bus continued on its route, it began to fill with white passengers. And so the bus driver pulled over and asked this woman and three other black passengers to give up their seats. This woman refused. Frankly, she was tired of being treated like a second-class citizen. And so what happened? She was arrested, she lost her job, her husband lost his job, and for many years she actually received death threats. But her defiance sparked a light, a light that led to a raging fire. It brought about the bus boycott in Montgomery and it launched nationwide efforts to end racial segregation of public facilities in this country. We all know that this woman was Rosa Parks and through her one courageous act, she literally sparked the civil rights movement in this country and helped to bring about long overdue justice for the African-American community. Well, today we celebrate the baptism of the Lord. And this feast is all about Jesus' identity and mission. We all know the scene well, right? So Jesus is baptized in the Jordan by John. As he comes up from the water, the Spirit descends on him, and a voice cries from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. So what's happening in this moment? Well, Jesus at this time, he's anointed for his ministry. He's given a kind of divine commission to go out, and to do his work. And what is his work? Well, the first and the second reading illuminate this for us and give us a very good understanding. In the book of Isaiah, we learn that Jesus' role is like that of the Old Testament prophets who are referred to as servants of God. And there were two roles of the servants of God, to bring forth justice and to be a light to the nations. And Isaiah says that these prophets were effective in their mission, not by crying out or shouting or making their voice heard in the streets, but rather it was really through gentleness, through understanding. In the second reading from Acts, we learn another aspect of Jesus' ministry and his mission. And basically it's that his mission was to go out to everyone. It included everyone. So the scene is set with Peter in the house of Cornelius, and he was a, a newly converted Roman centurion. And this was actually, it was a scandalous act for Peter to go into the house of this person because he was a Gentile, and Gentiles were considered unclean. But Peter recently had had a change of heart. And we hear in that second reading, he says, in truth, I tell you, God shows no partiality. So we learn from Peter, Jesus' mission is for the Jews, but it's also for the Gentiles. It's for everyone. And then this inclusivity, this, this message of inclusiveness is highlighted again when Peter talks about how Jesus healed those who were oppressed by the devil. 
Uh, these people were considered the unclean of the unclean. They did not want to go near them. But what does Jesus do again? He's not afraid. He's not deterred by what other people think. And he goes out and he touches them and he heals them. So the first and second readings really tell us a lot about Jesus' mission, namely that he's to bring justice, to be a light, and that this mission he has is to go out to everyone, that he goes to, to minister to everyone. And then the feast also teaches us about us. It teaches us about who we are to be for other people. So I started in the beginning talking about and quoting Isaiah, where Isaiah says, we've been called, we've been grasped by the hand and formed to bring justice and to be a light. So I'd like to go back for a moment to Rosa Parks, because I think she really emulates what it means to live this mission. And, and I think Rosa, you know, that she was called and she was formed to be a servant of God, to be a light to the nations. Um, it's interesting because in her 1955 book, she talked about how religion shaped her life. And she recalls how when the bus driver told her to give up her seat, she remembered these freedom songs that her mom used to sing to her. And she remembered the Bible lessons that were taught to her in church to stand up for, for your rights, you know, just as the, the Israelite people stood up to Pharaoh. And so her faith really prepared her for that day. And then that one choice that she made was a catalyst that brought forth quite literally, justice to the nations. And, and also we see her, much like the servant in that first reading, didn't bring about justice by crying out or shouting. But again, she just did it through this one choice, a simple choice, but a very difficult and courageous one. So being, bringing justice or, or being a light to people, it, it doesn't require grand plans. You know, we can follow Rosa's and Jesus' example of being a light by the choices that we make in our everyday lives. But they, they can be choices that require a lot of courage from us. So things like, you know, how might you respond if, if you're in a situation where someone says a racist or homophobic or sexist comment? When you see at work sexual harassment happening or someone being treated unjustly or unfairly, you know, what are you going to do? Or what if you're, you know, on social media and you see a friend of yours denigrating or attacking other people on social media or you're attacked? Sadly, these things happen. But how are we going to respond? You know, are we going to respond like Rosa? Are we going to speak up? How will we respond? In addition to speaking out like Rosa did, we can also be a light by just going out to everyone like Jesus did and like he modeled in that second reading. We know we don't have to go far to find people who are suffering or who are in need of light. So many people are lonely or isolated. And a lot of people have, you know, illnesses, cancer or COVID or other things. And, and so many people are without food or they don't have jobs. Or if they have two jobs, they still can't afford to, to pay for their family's basic needs. And then, you know, there's myriads of people who live in the darkness of exclusion from their communities or their families or maybe even from their churches. You know, people who are gay, people who are bullied, the elderly, people who are coming out of prison, you know, just looking to find work 
um, people fleeing war and violence from other countries who are just trying to find a safe place where they can raise their families. And, and you know, many, many more people are out there who are hurting, who, who need light. So how can we be a light to these people? You know, it's fairly simple, right? Reach out like Jesus reached out. You can volunteer. You can advocate, right? You can learn about people outside of your inner circle. You know, people of different backgrounds or skin colors or religious beliefs or countries of origin. You can donate money or write a letter to local government to stand up for somebody else. You know, there, there's no end to the simple ways that you can be a light to others in our world today. The light of one person may be small, but we know it has the potential of growing exponentially. Rosa's light, that spread to an entire nation, and Jesus' light, that spread to the whole world. So let us be a light to the nations by the choices that we make each day of our lives. We may never know the impact that that may have on others. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.